Now, you testified earlier about your son, Caden, and him having to go to and from school, right? Correct. Was that your responsibility at this time? Yes, it was. And what were your responsibilities as they related to Caden? I would take him to school in the morning, go to the office, and then I would pick him up in the afternoon. Once you would pick him up in the afternoon, what would you do? I would take him home. Would you go back to work or would you stay at home? I would go home with him. He had no child care. Okay. Would you do any work while you were at home? At, at that time, we were just trying to get situated in the office. I really didn't have any exact files to, to look through at that point. Okay. Uh, how long or so would you say that you were actually employed by Craig while he was in the DA's office? And I'm not asking for specifics, obviously, unless you know. Can you give us kind of an estimation of time? I, I don't know exact dates. I would only estimate possibly two, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks. I, I, I don't recall. All right. Now, after those two weeks or so, uh, what changed? Craig received a letter stating that I could not work for him. And when he received that letter, did he tell you about that? He did. How'd that make you feel? Well, I was nervous because I needed a job, and but he said that I would not be able to work for him any longer. Did he at some point then present you with uh, an alternative place for work? Yes. Where did he tell you that you could work at that point? He said I would go to work for Mr. Bradshaw. Did you know Mr. Bradshaw? I had never met Mr. Bradshaw. Uh, how, what were your feelings about going to work for Mr. Bradshaw at that point when you're told this is your option? I was not excited about it because I had always worked with Craig. Uh, so going to work for another attorney was a little scary, but I was, I was fine with, with going if that's what Craig needed me to do. When, when you received this information that you probably now need to go work for Wallace Bradshaw instead of working for your husband. Uh, was there a meeting amongst the group of you? There was. And who all was at that meeting? Mr. Bradshaw, Ms. Bradshaw, Craig, and myself. Where did that happen? At Elizabeth's Pizza in Wentworth. Now, when you have this meeting, how around how soon after you find all this out is that meeting? I don't recall exact dates. Um, I know it was very close in time. Okay, I mean, we're not talking about are we or are we talking about months away? Or are we talking about days? No, simply days. All right. To my recollection. Okay, and when you and the other three folks meet at Elizabeth's Pizza, what's the kind of nature of that meeting? What happens there? Basically, we talk about that I'm going to work for Mr. Bratcher, Ms. Bratcher will work for Craig, and um, Craig made it perfectly clear that I this was not a job that I intended to stay in. I fully intended to go into nursing. Now, at that point, are you, you're out of nursing school, right? I had withdrawn, yes, sir. Okay. And so, you two as a couple make this clear, or... Are you doing any real talking at this meeting? I don't recall what I spoke at the meeting, but I, Craig did more talking than I did for sure. Okay, but you were there and the at least this idea of nursing school was expressed to the defendant? Yes. 
And do you recall what his response about that was? He stated that he had a friend who was with, um, I'm sorry, the, the college escapes me, um, but her name was Elise. Is that the community college there? Yes. PCC? The yes, I'm sorry. Yes, community college. Okay. And he stated that he knew her and that he felt that he could get her to help me get the one class completed that I needed. Okay. And when he told you that, how'd that make you feel? I was very glad because generally you end up having to take more than one class when you withdraw from nursing school. Okay. And did you and Mr. Bradshaw uh, have any other conversations while you were at that uh, Elizabeth's Pizza meeting? Most of the conversation was between Mr. Bradshaw and Craig. Pam, Miss Bradshaw and I sat across from one another, but they did more talking. Okay. Um, um, do you know whose idea it was to meet at Elizabeth's Pizza? I do not. Okay. Uh, while you were there, you say that you expressed this nursing school uh, concern. Uh, did you express any other concerns to him? My son uh, was a huge concern that I, I was responsible for taking him to school and picking him up from school. And that, that was burden was on me. And we did express that to him. And did the defendant make any, have any response to that? It's a family first policy and family comes first and he understood. Okay. Um, was it discussed at that point, if you know where you would be working? I would be going to the Caswell County Courthouse to work. Now, Caswell County is the closest county to Rockingham County, is that right? To my recollection, yes. Okay, so it'd be Rockingham, Caswell person? Correct. All right. And at this time, are you still responsible for the duties to take Caden to and from school? Yes, sir. And what, around what time um, would you be taking him in the morning? He would have to be at school by 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And what time would you be picking him up? I needed to be in the carpool line by around 2.50. All right. If you take Caden to school at that time, around what time would you be getting to the office in Caswell County? Generally, I would get there around 9.30. All right. And when would you leave Caswell County office? usually around one o'clock. And did you actually at some point go to the Caswell County office and work? I did. And when you were working there, how long did you work in the Caswell County office? Maybe five weeks. Okay, so a couple of weeks. And while you're working in the Caswell County office, what, are, what type of jobs are you doing? I would go to the courtroom with Mr. Stoltz and I would speak to victim witnesses, um, basically anything Mr. Stoltz needed me to do. When we say Mr. Stoltz, are we talking about John Stoltz? Yes, sir. Is that what people called him or did they call him Jay? Jay. All right. And so while you're working there, your job duties are to go to court, talk to some victims and do a couple things with Mr. Stoltz. Yes, sir. Um, once you would leave and go pick up Caden, 
Yes, sir. Would you come back to work and do any work there at the Caswell County office? No, sir. How big is that office? It's very, very small. All right. Did you have a set place to work in that office? I did not have an office. I had a desk with no computer and a phone. When you first get to the Caswell County offices, Mrs. Bradshaw, Pam Bradshaw still there? She came one time to kind of show me around. All right. And that would have been early. Was that early on or was that later on? Early. And so she comes and just kind of gives you a tour and help you out or what's she doing there? Yes. And at, there, there was a computer at the main desk. So we kind of were going through that. All right. And at some point while you're there, do you, did you know Jay Stoltz? I did. How did you know Jay Stoltz? I knew Jay from when Craig was in private practice, and I knew his wife. All right. Were y'all good friends? We were friends. Okay. So is there a distinction there between good friends and friends for you? We went out to dinner a couple of times, but basically that was it. All right. Y'all weren't best friends. You weren't hanging out all the time then? No, sir. Okay. Um, when you find out that Jay Stoltz is going to be your supervisor, when is that? Uh, to my recollection, I don't, I, that was after the case was taken from me, the case that I had been working on. Okay. Um, well, we'll get to that. You meet with Jay, do you meet with Jay Stoltz while you're, because you said that you had to go to courtroom with him sometimes, right? Yes. Okay. And so are you working with Jay Stoltz in I'm, that office? I'm working with Jay at that time. I. I was reporting to Mr. Bradshear. Okay. When you say you were reporting to Mr. Bradshear, what do you mean by that? He was the person that I answered to. Okay. When you talked about this case. Well, how long, you said you worked in the Caswell County office for a couple weeks at least, right? What prompts you to, to end up leaving that office? I had no space to work. There was, I mean, I had a desk, no computer, and I had nowhere, it was just an empty desk with a seat, and I couldn't do a whole lot more with cases without a computer. Okay. And did you express that concern to anybody? I did. Who'd you tell? Initially, I told Mr. Stoltz okay. because he was at the office with me. But then it was, I went to Mr. Blitzer, Craig, and told him about it as well. Okay. So you went home and told your husband about it? I did. And when you told your husband about it, what... What was the purpose in doing that? In hopes that I could get a, an office with a desk, with a computer. And at this time, what's your feeling about the travel? It was a very lengthy drive, and it was 
it was taking me longer to get there than it that was work time. I mean, I was missing out on work because it was taking me so long to go from his school to work okay. as well. Was that a concern for you at this point? Well, it was because I was getting there much later. Did you express that concern? To Mr. Blitzer, yes. Okay, to your husband? Yes. All right. When you express all of these concerns, do you ask him to do anything about it? I asked him to speak with Mr. Bradshear. All right. Now, while you're working in, still working in the Caswell County DA's office physically, okay, um, other than the cases that you're handling in court, do you have any interaction with any quote-unquote conflict cases there? Could you restate the question? Okay, while you're still working in Caswell County, and you're talking to Jay Stultz because he's the closest DA that you said, right? Um, did you, did Jay Stultz ever give you any cases um, that were from or from or intended to go to Rockingham County? Yes, he did. Okay, tell us about that. He called me in his office, um, and we were actually he wanted me to come into his office to speak with me and he told me to shut the door okay that and when y'all shut the door did he give you any of those cases he did okay what cases did he give you there were about three cases but i don't recall the ex the exacts of the case i don't recall the names okay on the cases did you work on those cases no i took them to rockingham county okay so Mr. Stoltz. okay so were those Caswell County cases that were intended to go to Rockingham County for Rockingham to handle? Yes, sir. All right. So you didn't do anything with those? No, sir. Did, is that, and you've talked a little bit about this Shockley case or what you've called the case. Is that the Shockley case? Yes, sir. And is that the case that during, while you were working, um, you were spending most of your time working on? That is correct. All right. Is that... Or when is the first time that you learn about the Shockley case? The Shockley case was placed on my desk shortly after I started working with the Caswell County office, but I don't know exact dates, so okay. I apologize for that. Um, but they just placed it on my desk, and I really had not gone. It was probably two or three days before I actually got to it to look at it. All right. Now, when you expressed your concerns to your husband about um, the travel time and the work conditions, we'll call it, the lack of computer, etc., in Caswell County, did you receive any information from Mr. Bradshaw about where you would be allowed to work? I received information from my husband. Okay, well, what did he tell you? He told me that he had spoken to uh, Mr. Bradshaw and that I could work out of the Rockingham County office. And, well, I've, I've asked you how the other ones made you feel. How'd that, how'd that strike you? I was glad because it was air-conditioned and cool in that office, and there was a desk and an office for me to work in with a computer. Was it closer to home? And it was much closer to home, yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Now, when you get to that office, or, or when you... When you find out that you can do that, is there a discussion about you being able to work from home? 
Th at that moment, I don't recall that we discussed that. No. Okay. At some point, are you allowed to work from home? I was allowed to do things at home if I needed to, yes. All right. And so is what you're saying, and, and I don't know, are, are you saying that you were told you can go to Rockingham and work from home, or is it just go to this area and you can work from either place? No, sir. I, I was told that I could, I could go to Rockingham County and work, and I could work at home <clears throat> if I needed to, yes. Okay. So choice is up to you? Yes, sir. All right. But you, at, at this point, your understanding is what about your actual uh, duties, what you're supposed to be doing? Working on the Shockley case. All right. And had you talked to Jay Stoltz about the Shockley case? Um, I had discussed it a little with Jay, but not at length, no. All right. And we've heard a little bit of testimony about the Shockley case, and I don't think that you were in the courtroom. Maybe you were. Uh, if that's the case, can you kind of describe for us what the file for the Shockley case was like? It was an extensive file. There were approximately 20 CDs to look at uh, with videos of uh, witnesses speaking to law enforcement. Um, there were graphic pictures. Um, there was a lot of discovery. I, I can't tell you numbers of pages. I don't recall that. All right. And... <clears throat> Is this the, what time of year are we talking about when, you, when you're getting there and starting to work on the Shockley case? I'm, I don't recall exact dates. I'm sorry, I don't recall exact That's fine. Dates. Well, do you know what year it would have been? It would have been 2015. All right. Yes. So in 2015, you're now, you've worked for your husband, you've switched employment, and you've been in Caswell County and you're now back in Rockingham County, but working for Mr. Brasher. Correct. All right. Now, at this point in time, um, you putting hours into Beacon? I am. And at this point, are you working the hours that you're putting into Beacon? For the most part, yes. I'm, I'm working at home, looking at videos at home of the case, researching the, the witness videos that I was watching. Um, and then I'm also doing the work at the office. All right. Um, do you have any other jobs that you're working on or cases that you're working on other than this Shockley file? No, sir. Not at that moment. No. At any point, did you get some other files to work on? I did. Some just small, little small files that I did. Okay. And did you do the work on those files? I don't recall what was done on those files. I do recall getting the small files. Um, there were just maybe two or three that I had. Well, what type of work do you remember if you were told to do on those files? Looking through the discovery and um, just reading the files. Okay. Um, at some point with the, with the Shockley case, um, are you taking stuff home and working on it at home? With the Shockley case, I only took the videos. I okay. did not take the written work. Okay, but you took something home and you would work on it at the house? That's correct. Watch the videos or something? Yes, sir. Okay. Um,
How long do you work on the Shockley file? Until March of 2016, I believe is the date. Okay, would that have been early or late March? Early. And in early March of 2016, what happens to the Shockley file that you no longer are working on it? Mr. Bradshaw came to pick it up. While you're working on the Shockley file, are you regularly inputting your time? Yes, sir. Um, are you working on any other files that you um, may or may not have been given? No, sir. Most of my time was spent on the Shockley file. Okay. And in March of 2016, who were you kind of communicating with about your time, like releasing your time in Beacon to? At that moment, I think it may have been Mr. Stoltz. All right. And when in March of 2016, you said Wallace Bradshaw came to take the file from you? Yes, sir. Did he come alone? No, sir. Who came with him? Tyler Henderson and another young lady. I don't know her name. And at that point, do you know Tyler Henderson? Only from a, a, a gathering that I saw him at. Do you know um, who Tyler Henderson worked for at that point in time? Mr. Bradshaw. When they come to take the file, do you talk to Mr. Bradshaw about them taking that file? He came, we exchanged just pleasantries, and then he spoke with Craig. All right. You were not, or were you present while he's talking to Craig? No, sir. Um, were you expecting that they would come and take that file? No, I was not. Okay. Was it, so it wasn't planned? Was it out of the blue? Craig told me the night before that, and I'm not sure about exact dates, but Craig told me that he was going to come and pick up the file from me. And my response to Craig was, why? I'm not completed, not done. Mm -hmm. And so you think it was the next day that he comes and picks the file up? Yes. Did you talk to anybody other than those pleasantries that you had with Mr. Bradshaw at that point in time? I did. Who'd you talk to? Mr. Henderson and the young lady that was with him. What was the nature of that conversation? I basically went over what I had done with the case, what I was in the process of doing, what I had, who I had spoken to. All right. And when they take the Shockley file, do they leave you any work behind to work on? No, sir. What about those other files that you had talked about earlier? No, sir. Okay. After, so you don't have those files to work on anymore at this point? I did not. Okay. Once the Shockley file is gone and these other files that you say you may have had are gone in March of 2016, do you have any work to do for Wallace Bradshaw? No, sir. Now, does that stop you from putting your time into Beacon and getting paid? No. Why not? I was told to continue to put my time in. Okay. Who told you that? I was told, Mr. Bradshaw told my husband to continue to put my time in. Okay, and so is that what you did? I did. And when you continued to put your time in, did you ever reach out to 
Mr. Bradshaw and or Jay Stoltz to request more work to do? I did. And who'd you reach out to? I called Mr. Bradshaw. When you would call Mr. Bradshaw, would you leave a message? I don't recall what I, whether I called and left the message or whether I called his phone, but I was requesting more work when I called him. Okay. And did you, do you know if you sent him any text messages? And as I sit here and think, I, I possibly did leave messages. I do not recall if I sent text messages. Okay. Now. You, now that you just said you, as you're sitting here thinking about it, you, it's your recollection that you did leave messages or you might've left some messages? It seems as though I did leave a message for Mr. Bradshaw. And in that message, would you have been requesting work? Uh, I don't recall what I said in the message. Okay. Was that your intention in, or what was your intention in calling Mr. Bradshaw that at least that time that you left a message? To get more work. Did you call him once or did you call him more than once? I know I had tried on uh, different occasions to get work. Okay. And when you would reach out to Mr. Bradshaw, would you, would you ever receive any response back from him? I didn't speak with Mr. Bradshaw. Okay. Did you ever reach out to Jay Stoltz? I don't recall. All right. Why would you have reached out to Mr. Bradshaw uh, and asked him for work at that point in time? Because quite honestly, I don't know who I was reporting to at that time and I only knew to go to Mr. Bradshaw. Did you discuss the fact that you didn't have any work to do with your husband? I did. And when you would talk to your husband about not having any work, what would you say? I told him I needed to have work to do, that I, I didn't feel right being there with no work and that I needed something to do. Could he please speak with Mr. Bradshaw? And when you told your husband that, what would your husband's response be? He agreed that I needed work to do and he did speak with Mr. Bradshaw. Did, did you ask him to speak to Mr. Bradshaw? I did. And when you asked him to speak to Mr. Bradshaw, do you remember uh, if there was an event that you specifically requested him to talk to him at? He was going on a DA's conference trip. All right. And would that was that in April of 2016? Yes, sir. And in April of 2016, what did you ask your husband to say to Wallace Bradshaw? That I needed to have some more work to do. I was going, I was, had nothing at the office to do. I had no work and I was going to be going to nursing school. All right. Um, do you know if your husband did that? I, I, yes, he did. Okay. And how do you know that he did it? He told me he did. Okay. <laughs> All right. When he told you that he did, do you remember what he told you? He told me that he spoke to Mr. Bradshaw and that he was told that I was to concentrate on school. All right. And when you received that information that the defendant told you to concentrate on school, what did you do? I did just that, concentrated on school. All right. And again, at this point, you got any work to do? No, sir. So this is about a month has passed? Yes. During that month, have you continued to enter your time faithfully in Beacon? Yes, sir. And after that month, do you continue to enter your time faithfully in Beacon? Yes, sir. And sure as you enter your time in Beacon, do you faithfully cash the check if one is sent to you? I do. And do you have an opinion about your actions in that case, in that circumstance? It was not. It was not the right thing to do. Right. That is for certain. 
Okay. But you kept doing it anyway. I did. And why'd you keep doing it? I needed, I needed a job, and we had bills to pay, and that's when I was told to concentrate on school. It, it did not feel right. It was not the right thing to do. I should have, I should, and I regret doing it, deeply regret it. Mm-hmm. And I should have quit then, but I did need a job, and we did have bills. All right. Did you continue to reach out to anyone? <coughs> excuse me. After that conversation. Uh, to request any other work? I reached out to Craig and just said, I don't, I don't feel right about this. I, d- I really do think I need some work here to do. And when you would reach out to Craig, what was, what was the reaction? Craig agreed. And the reason I reached out to Craig and not Mr. Bradshaw is Mr. Bradshaw would respond to Craig. I never got a response, so I felt it was better just to reach out to Craig. All right. And at this point, you kind of said earlier that you're like, you don't have work to do, so you're going to go back to nursing school, is that, or you're going to get involved in nursing school again? Yes, sir. Whether you had gotten work or not, was your plan still to go back to nursing school? Yes, sir. If you had gone back to nursing school and uh, Wallace Bradshaw or someone from his office had given you work, what was your plan going to be? I would work at, in the evenings and when I was not in class, and I would go to school. All right. Let's talk about school for a minute, okay? <laughs> there was the discussion about PCC and whether or not Mr. Bradshaw could get you um, an exemption or some special favor from a, a higher up in PCC, right? Yes, sir. And to your knowledge, did that ever happen? I did meet with Miss Montgomery. Yes, yes, sir. Okay. And were you able to get into PCC nursing school? No, I was not. All right. Did you have to take some tests? I did. And were you successful in those tests? The plan was I was to take the test, and um, everything was fair game because I was at the end of my curriculum at Forsyth when I withdrew. So I, they could test me on whatever they wanted to test me on. But I, if I did not succeed on any of the tests, I was going to be allowed to, my understanding through Mr. Bradshaw, what he has said to Craig. Okay. This came from Craig. Um, that I would be able to retest as long as, as until I passed it. Okay. Bottom line, did you get into PCC? No, they wanted me to retake uh, pretty much half of the curriculum over. And when you discovered, do you know when you found that out? I don't remember, recall exact dates. I do think it was sometime in August or September. I don't recall. Of what year? 2000, I don't recall. 15? 2015 or, yes. No, 2016. Okay, 16. I don't recall exact dates. All right. I'm sorry. At some point, you find out you can't get into PCC. Correct. Without doing something that you're unwilling to do. Correct. All right. And do you have to take some other placement courses or tests or anything like that for other furthering education in nursing school? I do. And tell us a little bit about that. 
when I was aware that I was not going to go to PCC, then I applied, um, I was going to apply at South University to get into their BSM program. Um, it was an accelerated program and I had to retake some classes that had aged out with my previous degrees. So that's where I was having to do those. All right. And we've kind of heard some testimony about these courses and tests earlier. Um, did you take all the classes and all the tests alone? I got assistance from two people in Craig's office to if I had issues or if I needed some help and they they did assist. Okay. Now when they assist, was that the right thing to do? At at the time, I honestly was just asking for assistance. I really didn't think at the time I was I was asking anything wrong but clearly it was not the right thing to do okay and how does that make you feel i regret asking for their assistance for sure were you trying to get anybody else in trouble or involved in anything absolutely not um if at the time you had thought it was wrong would you have done that never now, at this time, again, you're still accepting payment for work, correct? Yes. And um, in March of 2016, is that when you finally get accepted in the South University, or how does South University work out? In, uh, at the very end of March, uh, early April, I received my acceptance letter into their school and I was to begin classes in April of 2016. Okay. And during this time, so early April is when that conversation happens with your husband and Wallace Bradshaw, right? Correct. And after the conversation happens about focus on school. Um, do you start attending school? I do. And how long do you attend school at South University? Are you saying how long is the program or how I long did you go to South University? From April 2016 to just this past December 2017. All right. And in April, that first, so let's say the first semester of school, okay? Is it semesters that you're in nursing school there? How's it broken down? I think they do a quarter semester, a quarter. All right. Um, how often during that first year of nursing school program are you in class? As probably four days a week. Okay. And are your classes during the day or are they in the evening or early morning? They are in the early morning and throughout the day. Did you do other clinical um, rotations or internships or anything like that? Yes, sir. And when you would do those, what would the hour situation be with those internships or clinical work? They were during the day. While you're doing all of this nursing school, 
attending nursing school and the internships, are you still cashing paychecks? Yes, sir. Are you still reaching out at any point to the defendant? I had asked Craig if if what I was doing, if if I was to continue doing what I was doing, that I still, you know, I felt like I probably needed to quit at that at that point, mm-hmm. and this was probably in. I would say more of August. I was thinking about, you know, this is just not right. I don't feel right about this. Just concentrating on school and and getting a paycheck and cashing the paycheck, as you've said. Um, but Craig told me that, you know, he was told I was to just concentrate on school and continue to put in now, my time. Okay. Now, during that period of time, are you entering your hours? <coughs> No, not always. No. Who else would you have enter your hours for you? Melinda Richardson. Who's Melinda Richardson? She was Craig's administrative assistant. Okay. And had you asked her to do that for you? I did. Did you tell her that you weren't working? No, I did not. When all of that's going on, are you aware of any SBI investigation? No, sir. When do you first become aware of an SBI investigation into whether or not you're actually working? I don't remember the exact dates, but I know it was like it's when it was hitting the paper. Craig kept all of that from me. All right. And once it starts hitting the paper and you realize that, or, or do you realize at that point that this is a little bigger than what you thought it was? It was total shock. Absolutely, yes. Right. And what did you do when you realized that there's an SBI investigation? I told Craig I, I needed to quit. Did you take any steps in order to do that? I did, and um, I don't remember exact dates, what date I did call Mr. Bradshaw. All right, and when you called Mr. Bradshaw, um, did you call him alone, or was anybody else with you? Craig was with me. Where did you make that call from? My home. When you made the call from your home, can you describe your home for us and how you were situated while you're making that phone call? Yes, we have a, um, a a large family room, and then we have a formal living room, and there is a set of French doors that separate, so we can see each other. But because of the way our home is built, with steel frame, if you get the phones too close together, you get a lot of static. So I separated myself from Craig. I was in the formal family room and he, or formal room and he was in the family room. Mm-hmm. And while y'all are in the other rooms, are you both on the phone? Yes, sir. You can both kind of have the conversation and everybody be a part of it, kind of a party line sort of deal? That is correct. All right. And while you're on the phone with your husband, do you actually get in touch with the defendant? Yes, sir. When you get in touch with the defendant, can you tell us about the nature of that conversation? What do you say to him? I told him I thought it was time. Should I quit? Should I go ahead and just quit? And why are you telling him that? Because of this investigation, and it it wasn't right. It wasn't right, and I knew it wasn't right. Okay. And... When you express your concern to the defendant that you think you need to quit, what's his reaction? He told me no. He would take it to 12. All right. And did he say anything else to you 
during that conversation? He spoke about special projects. Okay, tell me what you mean by special projects. I don't know what they are. Well, when he said special projects, what was your reaction? I don't know what he's talking about. Did I didn't you, work on special projects. Did you say that to him? I looked at Craig and I said, what is he talking about? Because I don't know what special projects. Okay. I worked on the Shockley case. That was it. All right. So you're saying it very definitively. Are you aware of any special projects that Wallace Bradshaw or Craig or... Um, Jay Stoltz or anyone else in that office had requested of you to work on? No, sir. Did you have any direct conversation with the defendant where he said, hey, I've got this special thing. I want you to be a part of it. Will you work on it with me? No, sir. Okay. <clears throat> and when you say you look at your husband and say, I don't know what he's talking about, do you? verbalize that to him or how does that conversation happen if you're all on the phone well craig goes wtf <laughs> and mouthed it and i said what is he talking we mouthed to one another i don't know i didn't do any special projects and i couldn't was not going to say that i did any special projects well when he when he being the defendant says to you about the special projects what's your understanding of what's going on there Maybe there was something that was going to be created um, that really was not actual. Well, explain that to me. I, I didn't really understand what you meant by that. Possibly I was supposed to say that I did special projects, perhaps, and I didn't. Okay. So is what you're saying you, you felt like he was trying to feed you something to say? Yes, sir. Okay. And when he does that, how does that conversation end? I, I don't recall how it ended. I, I know that Craig stopped the conversation. Okay. Did, he, did the defendant know that Craig was on the phone with you? Yes. Okay. He and Craig spoke. All right. Did the defendant say anything else while y'all are on the phone that you remember? I don't recall. Did he say anything to you about still putting your time in or not putting your time in or giving you anything to do continue to continue to, to work as, as as i'm doing or continue to do what i'm doing with my time and continue on as i've been doing okay was it is it your understanding or do you understand or have any understanding sorry about whether or not the defendant knew you had or did not have any work he understood that I did not have work. That was my understanding. Okay. Well, when he's on the phone with you in that conversation, other than this, what you perceived as a request about special projects, did he say, remember I gave you these files or anything like that, or come by and pick up files or try to give you any work to do? No, sir. So when you have this conversation with the defendant and he tells you to keep doing what you're doing, what do you do? I continue to, to do what I was doing, putting my time in. Well, why do you do that if you've already admitted that you know it's wrong and the reason you're calling him up is to say, I shouldn't be doing this, I need to resign? 
because we needed we needed the income. And I was told that he had unfettered discretion to do what he wanted to with his employees. Who told you that? He told that to my husband. Mr. Bratcher told my husband that. All right. Do you remember having any conversations with your husband after that phone conversation or at all about um, Mr. Bradshaw um, trying to get your husband to fire anybody? I recall Craig telling me that, yes. Okay. And do you recall if he was asking or what the nature of that was? I don't recall that. No, sir, I don't. I remember that Craig had told me that he did try to get, talk him into firing someone. Okay. Was that before or after this phone call, if you remember? I, I don't recall. I'm sorry. I don't okay. recall. Fair enough. Um, how long do you continue to work, or not work, sorry, how long do you continue to get paid and uh, before your employment with the defendant ends? Um, it ended on October, at the very end of October, somewhere around the 24th, I think. When you guys have that phone conversation, I didn't ask you this, is there any discussion about the SBI? Yes. Okay, what's the nature of that? I recall that he had said the SBI was going to talk to him, Mr. Bradshaw. Um, but that's, I don't remember a whole lot. It's been a long time ago, so I don't recall. At, at so. this point, you said that there's some media reports. Is it kind of out there that the allegation is you're getting paid for not working? Yes, sir. Okay. And is that based on your understanding of that and participation in that phone call is that what the entirety of that conversation was about um the conversation began with me wanting to thinking that it was the right thing to do was to quit the way it began and then there there was discussion about what was going on with the sbi investigation and the newspaper reports um, about Mr. Stoltz and myself. Okay, and did you, did you make it clear the reason why you thought you should resign? With, the, with everything that was going on, this was, just, it's not worth it. It's not the right thing to do. It's not right. All right. But as we said, you still continue to put in the time and get paid. I did. And at some point, October? Yes, sir. Uh, of 2016? Yes, yes. You're, you no longer are employed by the defendant? That is correct. How does that come about? His um, secretary called me. Miss Peed, I think is her name. I don't know her. I think that was her name. Uh, she called and said that they no longer needed my services. When that happens, what would you do? I called Craig and told him that my services were no longer required with Mr. Bradshaw's office. Okay, and then, and then what'd you do? I asked Mr. Bradshaw to write me a letter of recommendation so that I could seek other employment. Why, why would you do that? Get a letter of recommendation. From Mr. Bradshaw? Because he was my boss. He was over the office. Well, I mean, I understand that, but you've got this 
SBI investigation going on, why go to him for a letter of recommendation? I needed, I wanted a letter of recommendation to seek other employment. Did he give you a letter of recommendation? He did. Now, when you ask him for this letter of recommendation, clearly this is after he knows the allegation that you were not working for him, right? That is correct. May I approach? Yes. I'm going to show you what I'm marking for identification purposes as state's exhibit number 11. If you will take a moment review state's exhibit number 11 and after you've had a moment to read it um, tell me if you recognize it yes sir what do you recognize that to be a letter of recommendation is that the letter that you were just talking about yes sir and that's the letter that you received from the defendant that is correct and when you received that letter um, did it appear to be in the same or substantial uh, substantially similar condition as it does right now it had it was in color not black and white okay. but yes a photocopy of it yes sir and is it uh, does it appear other than the color to be altered in any way no sir okay the content of it is the same the contents exactly the same at this time you're on the state we move to introduce states exhibit number 11. any objection no sir it's allowed and miss blitzer um Slowly, if you can, enough for the court reporter to take it down. Do you mind uh, reading that letter to the jury? Please be advised that Cindy Blitzer was an excellent employee of District 9A, District Attorney's Office. Her hard work, dedication, and attention to detail made her one of the most valuable employees I have ever had the pleasure to work with. Cindy Blitzer is an accomplished Christian woman who devotes all of her time, energy, and skill to the mission before her. I would highly recommend her for employment with your organization. As the elected district attorney of District 9A, I can unequivocally say that your organization will be better off if you employ Cindy Blitzer Please accept this letter of recommendation as a wholehearted endorsement of the intellect, skill, and hard work ethic of Cindy Blitzer. If you are considering her for employment, stop and consider no more. She is the woman you want to work for you. Sincerely, District Attorney Wallace Bradshaw. All right. If I may have a moment, Your Honor. Yes. I don't have any other questions at this time, Your Honor. Mr. Bradshaw, cross-examination, sir. When you got that letter, do you agree with it? I agreed with the letter of recommendation that you gave me. I asked for a letter of recommendation. Did you agree that during the time that you dedicated your skill and effort working for the district at the time as it's described in that letter? 
when I did my work, I absolutely gave everything I had. In fact, um, during the conversation on the phone, you said some things at the beginning, but towards the end, I noted that you said that to continue to work as I had been doing. Isn't that right? That's what I was to continue to log my time. I was not doing work, Mr. Bradshaw, at that time. In fact, wasn't that the first thing I said when you offered your resignation, this quote that you said on direct, to continue to work your 40 hours a week and keep good records of what you were doing. Isn't that true? I do not recall that, no, no, sir. I do remember that you said to continue as I was doing. I was not doing any work. You may have said continue to do work, but I was not working at that time. I wasn't, didn't have work to do. And during that conversation, you didn't say, I'm not working, I feel bad, like you have said to the prosecutor today, have you? I told you that I did not have work. When was that? I don't recall the exact moment in the conversation when I told you that. So your testimony is now that during the conversation, you also said to me, I don't have any work. No, I did not say that. Okay. So would you agree that during that conversation, you never said, I don't have any work to do? Is that right? What I told you when I called you was that I felt like I needed to resign. Okay. But my question is, during that conversation, you never said you didn't have work to do, did you? During that, I don't recall what I said to you during the whole conversation. All right. Let's back up to the Shockley file forward. Okay. You have answered a lot of the questions from the state on what Craig told you. But isn't it true you never called and told me you did not have any work to do? Is that that right? is not true. I did call. Okay. Do you recall when or and how you left a message? I don't, I don't recall the dates. No, I do not. Okay. At the beginning of the state's questions, you indicated that Jay Stoltz was going to be your supervisor. You learned from Mr. Blitzer at the March meeting. Is that right? At the March meeting, I don't recall when I learned. I think it was sometime in March that I learned Mr. Stoltz was going to be my supervisor. Okay, and how did you learn that? Through Mr. Blitzer. Okay. So as of the March meeting, it's your recollection that Mr. Stoltz was going to be your supervisor, and the prosecutor asked you, do you recall calling Mr. Stoltz and asking him for work to do, and wasn't your answer, I don't recall? Objection. That's not what her testimony was. I asked, I asked the question, is, is that what she said? Well, uh, the question that he posed was right. at the meeting you knew, which you just testified she did not know at the meeting. Right. Um, you can ask her whether that's what she said, but... It did, uh, the objection sustained. So rephrase the question if you need to refresh your recollection as to what she said in, in prior testimony, you may. The prosecutor asked you that if after the Shockley meeting, did you reach out to Mr. Stoltz? 
Do you recall your answer to that question? I don't. I don't recall. I don't recall what if I did or did not reach out to Mr. Stoltz. Quite honestly, I there was a point in time I had no idea who I was reporting to at some point in time. I only knew that you were my ultimate boss, Mr. Bradshaw was, and I honestly at, at points during my employment with your dis with Mr. Bradshaw's district, I didn't know who I was reporting to most of the time. Okay. So since the March Shockley meeting, you do not recall whether or not you called Mr. Stoltz. Is that fair? I recall calling you or Mr. Bradshaw, and I never received calls back. Okay. Do you recall when you would have done that and how many times? I don't. I don't. Do you recall the number you would call? Like... At the office, cell, home? I, I don't recall which number that I called. Do you recall if you ever left a message? I did leave message when I called to ask for work. All right. Do you know at what number? I don't. I yeah. don't. And would you say you left a message, would you have talked to a staff member or did you leave something on a voicemail? I never spoke to the staff member about the work. I, I would have talked directly to you and I did not speak with you. I left a message. Okay, and the nature of that message would be just your name and number or some some type of... I don't recall what the message would have said. Okay, so from the March Shockley file meeting forward to the phone call you've described for the prosecutor, would you have had any conversation with me? I had no conversation with you. All right. Would you have had any conversation with Mr. Stoltz? I, I don't recall having a conversation with Mr. Stoltz. Do you recall in the summer after the Shockley file issue, mm -hmm. an issue coming up with the Shockley file? Never. All right. You were not involved in producing additional files because of damage to the Shockley file? didn't know there was damage to the Shockley file. Okay. And you said first that Mr. Blitzer said that DAs had unfettered discretion. No, sir, I did not. Mr. Blitzer didn't say that the DAs had unfettered discretion. Okay, Mr. Blitzer said that I said DAs had unfettered discretion. Is that right? Yes. So, as you're expressing concern to Mr. Blitzer, I don't feel right about submitting time for work I'm not doing. He would respond to you by saying, well, Mr. Bratcher said that DAs have unfettered discretion, so it's okay for you to go ahead and do it. Is that your testimony? That uh, what I said was Mr. Blitzer responded with that you had stated that you had unfeathered discretion to do whatever you wanted to with your employees and if you wanted to let me go to school and log my time then you could do that i never told you that did i that was told to my husband right. by you i never spoke to you mr bradshaw hardly ever in fact during the time that you were employed with my office was there any conflict between us never Okay. We never hardly spoke at all. 
Well, I'll come back to that point on the actual work issue, but I was trying to nail down this timeline. After the meeting between you and I and Tyler Henderson and the other staff person where the Shockley file was transferred, mm -hmm. you said on direct that you were informed by your husband the night before that I was coming to pick up the Shockley file. Is that right? That's correct. And so at that point, the Shockley file was at your house. Is that right? No, the Shockley file was not at my house. It was at Rockingham County. It was at the courthouse. Correct, at the Rockingham County Courthouse. So you had been working on the Shockley file at the courthouse? That was where the office was that I was working out of. All right. And would you work on the Shockley file at home? I looked at the videos okay. on the Shockley file at home. All right. So when he told you that I was coming to pick up the Shockley file, you testified, you said, why? Is that right? Correct. I was not completed with it. Okay. And when I came to pick up the Shockley file, you were there, you were dressed like legal staff in the DA's office, weren't you? Yes, sir. Okay. And the conference room, all the Shockley file was spread out and transitioned. You went through and explained everything to staff about what you had done. Is that right? What I was in the process of doing, yes. And after we spoke, transferring the Shockley file, do you recall saying anything to me like, I don't have anything else to do? You were not in the room with, with Tyler and the young lady. I don't recall her name. You were with Craig in the office, so I didn't speak. Right. No, sir. And at that meeting, I did not say to you, now Jay Stoltz is your supervisor, did I? No, you didn't. We, we said hello, and then I was with Tyler and the young lady. And it's your testimony here today that before that meeting, you never knew that Jay Stoltz was your supervisor? I honestly, I was told at some point Jay was my supervisor. Then I didn't know who I was reporting to because no one ever, I never reported to really anyone because I didn't know who I was supposed to call. So I would call you because you were the ultimate supervisor. We know Jay Stoltz gave you excellent marks for the work you did with him. Action. Sustained. Right. Did you work well with Jay Stoltz? In the courtroom, I assumed uh, I did whatever Jay asked me to do. Isn't it true you sent multiple emails to Jay Stoltz in the very beginning of the employment? He is the one that you would contact certifying your hours, wouldn't he? I, I assumed, I don't know who was releasing my hours, honestly. I don't know if it was Ms. Pede, Mr. Stoltz, or, or you, or Mr. Bratcher. So you don't recall sending emails to Jay about getting your beacon time? I'm not, I'm certainly not saying that I didn't send Mr. Stoltz emails at, at, at any length. I'm just stating that I'm, I'm sure I did send Mr. Stoltz emails, and I'm sure that I may have talked about Beacon with him, but I honestly didn't know at that point who was really releasing my time. Well, Mr. Blitzer has said that from the time you came to District 9A through the Shockley meeting, that you worked all of the hours that you recorded in Beacon. Is that true? I don't know what Mr. Blitzer said, and I can't sit here and say that I worked every single hour of the week I could have been sick. I could have had sick 
time, I, I don't recall. This statement by Mr. Blitzer that I said DAs had unfettered discretion, go ahead and enter your beacon. Did that ever occur before the March Shockley meeting? I don't recall when it occurred. So isn't it true before the March Shockley meeting, you thought it was your responsibility to record the hours that you worked, is that right? Yes, I recorded hours. Okay, that you worked? On the show, yes. Okay. But after the March meeting, that's where this comes in, that it's okay to just do your schoolwork and not work and put the hours in Beacon, is that right? Are you asking me if I'm saying that it's the right, it was the right thing to do? No, I'm, I'm saying sorry. the time frame, it was after the Shockley meeting that you started doing that. That is correct. Okay. Now, let's talk about that. We've heard studies and school. I want to clarify that for the jury. When you first started working with 17A and came on as an employee of your husband, at that point, is it fair to say that you had almost finished a nursing program but had one course left that you dropped out of? Is that right? That would be correct. And that nursing program was to get an associate's degree? Is that yes, right? Yes, an associate. Okay. And would that be at a LPN level or RN or what level nurse would you be if you had stayed through that last course? And a registered nurse. All right. So when you came in with Mr. Blitzer, what was your plan then in terms how you would work and continue finding some way to finish that course? At the moment, I, I just, I was trying to work through that. Okay. Well, was it, as you described to the prosecutor, a plan where you would work full-time during the day and then do other courses at night? Objection. That's not what you testified to. Uh, overruled. Was that the plan when you thought you were going to be working for your husband? I, I, you need to restate the question. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so not following. Okay. When you started off at 17A, you had an office and you were working with your husband, Mr. Blitzer. Correct. And what was your plan in terms of completing the one course to get your associate's degree of nursing? I hope to be able to, to pick up the class, but I knew that eventually I would probably end up having to take, because as I said, is you can't just pick up one class, you generally end up having to take a whole year over. And so I had not applied with the school, nor had I made any decisions as to what I was going to do at that moment, no. All right. So at that moment, you had not decided that you were going to try to finish that degree and then stop working and then go into full-time nursing school. I had every intention of finishing nursing school at some point. I did not, had not made any decisions at that point as to what school or anything like that. I was still working through that. Okay. So when the transfer occurred and the discussion was about this one course that you needed. We're still talking about completing the associate's degree. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And in terms of that sequence of events, I'll come back to that, but 
at some point, did you complete that associate's degree before you went into South in April? No. All right. So these courses that were taken while you were working for 9A, what were they? The courses, which uh, are you talking about the ones for Ms. Elise? Right. No, um, let's start with the course Spencer Morrow, the ADA at Rockingham County, took for you. Mr. Morrow did not take a course for me. Okay. He assisted in a course. He did not take a course for me. All right. Do you recall sending some texts to Mr. Morrow about him coming to take the final exam for you? That is not true. What okay. I did was I did send Mr. Morrow a text for a placement test to determine what type of math class I was going to take. And yes, I did send Mr. Morrow a text for about that. All right. Since you contend he did not take the course for you, please tell the jury how much of a course did Spencer Morrow do for you? Mr. Morrow assisted me with a course I took and proved through computer forensics that I did my course and he assisted me with anything that I might have needed. It was not the right thing to ask him to have his assistance for this course, but I did have some issues with some of the calculations that I was trying to learn how to do with the algebra class. It was a prerequisite to a prerequisite class to apply for nursing school. It was a very minimal algebra class and I did not at the moment think it was a problem to ask for his assistance. So he did minimalist, he did help me with the class, assisting me with problems that I had with tests and things such as that. So that's where his help came in with me. And where would this occur, this, this assistance with the course? Uh, many times he and I were on the phone uh, when he was at home at his house. And other times? He may have done some at the office, but when I, I communicated with him some at the office, but most of the time it was at his home. Okay. And what was the name of that class? I, I don't, Math 218 or something to that effect. I, I, math 219 maybe. I don't recall the exact math class name. All right. And was any of it done at the office in the Rockingham County DA's office? By me or Mr. Morrow? I'll start with by you. Yes, I did some at the Rockingham County office. Okay, and how about Mr. Morrow? I do not know. Okay. The name of that class was what? Again, I, I will say I don't recall the name. The, the name of the class, I don't recall. The number, maybe two, math 2, I, I don't know if it was 219. I just don't, I don't recall. And how or did... 218, I don't recall. How did Spencer Morrow begin assisting you? Was that by contact by you or Mr. Blitzer, if you know? I asked my husband if he thought that there was someone that could maybe assist me if I had some problems. It had been so long since I'd taken the, the class, and he asked Mr. Morrow if he could assist me. Okay, so you asked Mr. Blitzer, and Mr. Blitzer asked Mr. Morrow, who was an ADA in the office in Rockingham. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Then there was another course that you were assisted with. What was the name of the person that worked at Rockingham County DA's office that assisted you with another course? Mr. Ambrose. All right, Kyle Ambrose? That is correct. And what was his position in the Rockingham County DA's office? I, I don't 
recall what Mr. Ambrose, I, I maybe spoke to Mr. Ambrose on maybe three or four occasions. I don't, I don't know exactly. It was a grant position. All right. So Kyle Ambrose was in a grant position at the Rockingham DA's office. What course did he assist you with? I, again, I, I don't recall the math courses, if uh, the numbers exactly. So it was a math course. Is that it right? It was a math course. Okay. Yes. And how much of that course did he do for you? He did not do the course for me. Okay. So he did not work on your course at any time when you weren't he with him? He assisted me with some problems that I had with the math class, yes. So my question is, all the time this math class was worked on, the two of you were together, is that right? No, we were not together. I would call him on the phone if I had a question. So it's your statement that he did not do any work on the computer himself. He just answered your questions over the phone. I never said that. Okay. Mr. Ambrose, the way it was, the math course was set up, you had to go in to look at the math core, the math problem, the calculation in order to know how to do the calculation itself. But I could also look at it and see. So part of the time of doing the course, Mr. Ambrose would go on the computer himself and then he would communicate with you. We did communicate, yes, we did. Now, I'm not saying that he did that all the time. He could have looked at the, at the calculations by himself and did not call me. And was the assistance of Mr. Ambrose gotten again the same way by you asking Mr. Blitzer and then Mr. Blitzer asking that employee? He had, Mr. Blitzer asked Mr. Ambrose if he could, if he knew anything about with regard to trigonometry and um, Pythagorean theorems and things such as that. And Mr. Ambrose was familiar with those. All right. Did any other courses get, did you get assistance from, from any other <clears throat> DA staff in 17A? Mr. Blitzer typed some papers for me. Okay. Other than your husband, any other assistance? No. Okay. And time frame wise, when was this going on where Spencer Morrow and Kyle Ambrose we're helping you with these courses. I recall February through March. All right, so February of I, those are that's my recollection. I don't know the exact dates. But are we talking about 2016? Mm, 20 just before nursing, just before my nursing program. Okay. So Early 2016, January, February, March, that time frame? Possibly. I don't recall exact dates. All right. So leading up to this meeting in March when the Shockley file was taken, were you still taking prerequisites? Leading up to the March, I was taking, yes, I was taking prerequisite classes from Three different areas, yes. All right. And so, do you remember the date of the Shockley meeting in March? No, I don't. And so, it's your recollection you were still taking these prerequisite courses online leading up to going into a nursing program. Is that right? My last prerequisite class um, was probably near, probably around the, the last week of March. Okay because I got my acceptance letter around the 1st of April, so. 
somewhere the first week or so. Uh, that that was my next question is when you were accepted into South. Correct. That occurred April. Yes, sir. Of 2016, April 1st. Is that right? No, I never said April the 1st. It was around the first week or so. I can't remember the exact date. All right, first week. Okay. I don't know if it was the first week exactly. I don't remember exact dates. Okay. And so when did you... Well, you didn't know that you were going to South. You knew you had applied to South. Is that right? I had applied. I had not taken the coursework for South, no. And what type of program was that? It was a Bachelor of Nursing program. You would agree that at the March Shockley meeting that you did not say to me, hey, I've applied to a BSN program. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I get in. My understanding was that Craig had told you that at your uh, when he had talked to you about giving me more work. So when you say when, are you saying that Craig told you he told me that at the Shockley meeting? No, I never said that. I don't know. Okay. I don't know when you spoke. You and Craig spoke. I don't know. So would you agree that Mr. Blitzer never told you that, hey, when I saw Mr. Bradshaw at the Shockley meeting, I told him you were, had applied to get into a nursing school program. I didn't say that Craig had not told you I hadn't applied. I don't know when he told you that. I don't know if it, I, I don't know if he talked to you at the Shockley meeting about that. I don't know what you two discussed at that meeting. I don't, I don't have any inclination. Okay. Did, do you remember any time where Mr. Blitzer said, oh, I told Mr. Bratcher that you were entering into a nursing school program? I'm sure Mr. Blitzer did say that to me. At what point in time he said that, I don't know, but he had talked to you. My understanding was he had talked to you and told you that. So Mr. Blitzer was your main communication line to engage Spencer Morrow, Kyle Ambrose, and in communicating with me. Is that right? I, Craig, Mr. Blitzer asked them if they could assist me. He did not demand, nor did he tell them they had to. He asked them if they could. Okay. So sometime in April, you get an acceptance letter where it's going to be a BSN nursing program. Is that right? Yes. The Shockley meeting occurred sometime <coughs> early March. Is that right? I, I don't know exact dates, but sometime in March, yes. You have testified you don't recall calling Jay Stoltz, but you left me one or two messages to call. Is that right? I did. Okay. And then you're still going day to day until you get that acceptance letter with no work to do. Is that right? No, my, I didn't. Uh, there was a period between the acceptance letter and when you took the Shockley case, I didn't, I had no, I may have gone into the office a couple of times, but no, I had no work. So, well, that was a little different. When did the no work start? At the Shockley meeting or after you got accepted to nursing school? When the Shockley case was taken from me, I walked back into my office and I remember looking at Craig and saying, what the heck? 
I got nothing to do. I got no cases. And why was this case taken from me? I wasn't even finished. Okay. So you had nothing to do from that point all the way up to where you're accepted to nursing school, first week of April. Correct. All right. Now, the BSN program, you started it when? Like your first day of class? I don't know the first day of class. It was in April. I don't, I don't remember the first day of class. That was in 2016. I don't remember. Do you remember if you were going every day or two days a week or I, I don't, probably four days a week. Okay. In your statement to the SBI, you indicate during this time frame that you were begging Mr. Bratcher for work. Now, to clarify that based on what you've testified today, would it be fair to say you were begging Mr. Blitzer to talk to Mr. Bratcher about getting work? I, I recall, yes, saying to, saying to Craig on several occasions, I, I, he's not going to call me back. He'll talk to you. I need to have some work to do. I need work. Okay. All right. And speaking of that, do you remember the first time, because I don't want to paraphrase what the, the prosecutor asked you the first time you heard that there was an SBI investigation, okay? So I want to follow up on that. Is it true that the first time you heard that there was an SBI investigation was when you saw it in the newspaper? The SBI investigation? Yes. I remember seeing it, or Craig showed me the article, yes. And you believe that's the first time you had heard there was an SBI investigation, is that right? Correct, I don't remember, I don't recall exact dates. Isn't it true that in December of 2015, Mr. Blitzer didn't come home and say, hey, there might be an SBI investigation, did he? In December? Of 2015. No, no sir. How about in March at the Shockley meeting or after the Shockley meeting, did Mr. Blitzer ever say to you, hey, honey, come in here. I need to tell you something. There might be an SBI investigation. No, he did not. No. How about in June of 2016, did he come home and tell you that he had spoken to a lawyer about the possibility of a SBI investigation into your work situation? I don't recall a conversation with him about that, no. Did he come home in June on any day and say, hey, I've talked to a lawyer and what we're doing is okay? No. All right. Well, I, and I don't know what lawyer you're referring to. I really don't. Uh, Craig, Craig indeed did shield me from a lot of the investigation that was going on because I was in school and I was taking care of Caden and I was trying to take care of our household. And I would imagine that he was probably trying to protect me from it and not stress me out with it. Um, so he did not discuss things with me about the investigation. You have told the prosecutor that along this time frame of April, May, you are submitting hours and telling Mr. Blitzer, this isn't right, it doesn't feel right, I don't want to do this, and he is not sharing with you that he has information that there may be an SBI investigation about what you're actually worried about? No. Okay. My, my, my concern with submitting those hours was me personally. It, it wasn't right. It was not right, and I know it wasn't right. And you were expressing that to Mr. Blitzer, weren't you? I did. Okay. 
So you're sure that no time in June did Mr. Blitzer tell you that he had met with a lawyer about this issue? No, I don't recall ever having a conversation with, with Craig about a lawyer, him meeting with a lawyer about the SBI before right. I knew about it. Let me ask you another subject. Did he ever come home in June and say he had talked with a lawyer and that the two of you were okay legally to keep doing things the way you were doing them? No, because I didn't know anything was wrong to begin with, except what I personally knew was wrong with this whole deal, okay. which was I should not have been entering time for work that was not produced. And then in May, June, July, he never talked to you about an SBI investigation, did he? When, the, when I found out about the SBI investigation was when it came out in the paper right. and maybe it, Craig had shown me the article. I don't know if I looked at it, if I saw it or a friend told me. I don't recall. Do you know Mr. Grace, the attorney? Miss, no, I don't know him personally, no. Okay. Uh, did you talk to Mr. Grace at all in September of 2016? That, I don't recall if I talked, when I talked to Mr. Grace or if I talked to Mr. Grace. I don't recall a conversation with Mr. Grace because he's Craig's attorney. All right. So he's Craig's attorney. He, he wasn't your attorney. I have a different one. Okay. And that was Mr. Zatarski, is that right? Correct. And... He became your attorney in 2017, didn't he? Yes. All right. I don't know exact dates, but I, I, I think it was 2017. So is your testimony for the jury that Mr. Grace was not your attorney at any time in 2016? No, I never hired him to be my attorney, no. All right. <clears throat> so when Mr. Grace went to the Rockingham County DA's office to speak to the Rockingham County DA staff, were you aware of that meeting? Absolutely not. Okay. At that point, you were not going to the Rockingham County DA's office, is that right? No, I was not. Okay. So, Mr. Blitzer did not come home and tell you anything about Mr. Grace going to talk to the Rockingham staff about a pending SBI investigation, is that right? Correct. I, I, I don't know about the meeting now. Okay. So, do you remember the day that you called my house and got me and offered to resign? I don't remember the date. No, I don't. Uh, how long before you were actually let go would you say that occurred? I don't know exact dates. I would say approximately maybe three, four weeks, I don't recall exact dates. I'm sorry, Madonna. So when you went and saw Melinda Richardson on October 6th to put in your beacon hours, do you recall her saying she wouldn't do it? Sustain. You recall her refusing to do it? Objection. Sustained as to what she said ask what you did. Did you ask Melinda Richardson on October 6, 2016 to enter your beacon hours for you? I never went to see Melinda Richardson in October and I don't recall exact dates that I would have talked to Miss Richardson. 
right? Do you recall calling Ms. Richardson on the phone in early October to enter your beacon for you? I don't know exact dates, but I did. I had asked Ms. Richardson to uh, input my, my times for me on occasions, yes. And once you called her in October to enter the beacon hours, were your beacon hours entered by Ms. Richardson? I have no idea. I assumed they were. I, I don't know. So based on your communication with Ms. Richardson in October, you assumed that they were entered? She had never not entered them before for me. Well, isn't it true that when you couldn't get them entered, you told Ms. Richardson, I don't know what the big rumor is. Wallace Bratcher is giving me work to take home. No. Did, didn't you say that to Ms. Richardson? No, I did not. I don't recall a conversation saying that to Ms. Richardson, no. Well, isn't it true you did have work from me to take home? No, it's not true. I didn't after the Shockley case was taken from me. I didn't. Then, and you deny saying that to Ms. Richardson? I did not. I don't recall ever saying that to Ms. Richardson. Okay. So you don't recall, so you may have said it? No, I didn't, didn't say that I said it. I don't, I wouldn't have said I had work if I don't have work. So it's your testimony definitively under oath. You did not represent to Ms. Richardson in an effort to get her to enter your beacon hours that Wallace Bratcher had given you work to take home. You Actually, deny that. answered that question. Overruled. You deny that definitively. Isn't that true? I don't recall having a conversation with Mr. Richardson telling her that I had work to do when I clearly had no work to do. I, I did ask and get an answer to that question. I'm, I'm asking you to say, can you say definitively you did not do that? I can tell you that I don't recall a conversation. Okay. All right. After, did you enter Beacon Hours in October? I asked Ms. Richardson to enter beacon hours for me, but I don't recall the dates. So do you recall getting anyone else to enter your beacon hours in October? I would not have asked anyone else to enter them other than Ms. Richardson, but I don't recall exact dates. I would ask her to enter them because I didn't have beacon from home. So the during September, let's say, based on your recollection, would you have gone to Ms. Richardson for the entry of your beacon hours? No, I never went to see her about the entry of my beacon hours. Okay, let me ask it this way. In September, would you have called Ms. Richardson to enter your beacon hours? I don't, I don't recall if I did. If, if, in, if I did it or if I asked her to do it, I don't recall exact dates. I don't. And to clarify for everyone, you do know Melinda Richardson to be the... AA or the administrative assistant of the Rockingham County DA's office. Is that right? I do. Okay. Yes. In August of 2016, would you have called and asked Ms. Richardson to enter your beacon hours? I, I, I don't recall exact dates. I mean, I did ask her to do it on several occasions. I don't know exact dates though. Well, let me ask you this way. From the March Shockley meeting in 2016 mm -hmm. until you were let go from the 9A DA's office, did anyone other than Ms. Richardson 
enter your beacon hours for you. Other than myself? No, no one else I would have asked to do it. No. All right, and where would you go and enter your beacon hours? I would have had to go to the Rockingham County office. There was a way to do that, wasn't it? For you to go to the Rockingham County office and you personally log on to a computer and actually enter the hours, isn't there? Yes, it was with my ID. Okay. Would you go to your computer? That would have been the computer I would have gone to, yes. All right. And sat down and logged on and did it yourself? Correct. All right. If I were doing it, yes. Well, during that same time period, March through October 2016, if you had the ability to go to the Rockingham County Courthouse and get on a computer and log on, why would you ever call the Rockingham County assistant, admin assistant, and ask her to do it for you? Because many times I was in class and I didn't have the time to get up there to log it myself. Well, was there... It wasn't a deadline for Beacon, was it? I mean, you I'd, could go I'd, any day and enter the previous time, isn't that right? Honestly, I don't. I, I know that you could do like the week, the week at the end of the week, if you if you needed to do it that way. You didn't have to do it every single day. You could, if you wanted to put in your time, like at the end of the week for that week, you could. Uh, Mr. Latour has already entered into evidence a personnel file. May I retrieve that? Yes, sir. Yeah. We're going to take a recess, so maybe okay. we'll go ahead and do that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to break uh, until 1130. Please recall the instructions not to talk among yourselves or with anyone else about this case. Don't form or express opinions about the outcome. No media or independent investigation into these matters and no conversations with parties, witnesses, or lawyers. Please leave your materials there in your chairs. Gather in the deliberation room at 1130. Everyone else, please remain seated.